0: The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck.
1: In this battle for salvation.
0: salvation hello everybody and welcome to episode 36.5 supplemental uh we're going to do a series of these kind of like half episodes going forwards because we're a little backed up Um, and we're trying to catch up. So, uh, we're going to do these little half episodes in between each episode where we just go over the universal cards. So we'll go over the faction with a guest and we'll talk about, you know, uh, gameplay and the faction specific cards and the, uh, and the, you know, the fighter cards and all that stuff. Um, and maybe how you want to play them, but then we're going to just me and Randall sit back, just discuss, um, all of the generics that came out of the, out of the, uh, the pack. Um, we're really only going to talk about ones that we think are kind of worth discussing um, for particular reasons. Um, and before we do that, uh, Randall and I want to just talk about um, kind of like, just like kind of pointers on what to look at if you're picking universal cards to be in your deck. All right. So, uh, so Randall, why don't you start us off? What is the, the, the first thing that you should look for if you're looking for a, a good universal card?
1: Well, one of the criteria is to make sure that the card doesn't, require specific uh, keywords for in order for to play the card like for example like hunter or leader or something like that some of the best cards uh, the reason why they're so good is they don't they aren't restricted to a certain subset of fighters so anytime you uh, have a, a keyword on there that prevents you from playing the card you have to have a good reason for playing it
0: exactly like like a quarry something or a hunter something you know you might have to wait you know put upgrades on to get that on there but then there are some warbands that just have that um so so you'll see them in certain decks but not in other ones um another thing that you want to make sure that you you look at when you're looking at your at your universal cards is to make sure that there are a low amount of stipulations so if you're reading the card and it says you know like uh if uh Fighter is in an edge hex and you know if they called their mom on thursday and if they had two beers this morning then you can do this um that's going to make that card more difficult to play just because all of those things have to happen first and it's not always going to happen in regular gameplay so the lowest amount of stipulations are usually the best and this is a reason why a card like you know great strength or great fortitude are very good cards and you see them a lot is because it's just like you get plus one, you get plus one strength, you get plus one wound. That's it. So least amount of stipulations, better chance of use, more likely to want to put it in your deck.
1: Right. And then the next thing would be to not, uh, we don't, we don't rate cards very high if they require a certain matchup or they're only good in a certain matchup. Like for example, if an objective says, if you kill, three or four models in one turns, there are some warbands that you actually can't do that against. So those ones we won't rate aside. So uh, you don't want to take cards that are, have dependence on your opponent's piloting or the matchup most of the time.
0: Right. So you don't want like, for instance, it to say, you know, like if your opponent's standing on two objectives, like what if your opponent doesn't want to stand on two objectives, mm-hmm. then that's a lot of work that you have to do to put them on there. It makes it much more difficult to play that card um another thing that you don't you want to avoid usually uh depending of course on the situation whatever it says on the card but usually you don't want to have cards that rely too much on dice because as we all know dice suck and anytime you want something good to happen your dice will not let that thing happen so uh the least amount of of reliance on dice so you know like you know spell gambits you can't really do anything about but there are some cards that say like you roll a magic dice and if you roll a channel then you can do this thing that it says so it's like a coin flip and it's always better to have one that doesn't get you to do that rather than one that does get you to do that
1: yeah it's got to have a really significant effect and a good chance at
0: working yeah Exactly. So 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 that that cost has to be outweighed by whatever you know you're going to get from that. And and the last thing, everybody, you always want to pick things that are just gonna help you do what your warband wants to do anyway. You want to pick things that are gonna synergize well, right? So you know if you, for instance, if you're going full all out aggro, you know you're playing Rippas or something like that. Uh, maybe don't take something that has to do with killing a wizard because maybe there aren't any wizards. You know, like it's not gonna. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do with that? Or maybe it's like if you're, you know, playing Malog, you don't want to take anything that makes you stand on stuff. You know, maybe dominant position is not a great card with that particular warband. So, so when, so what's gonna happen is that while we're going through all of the things that that uh, all the cards that were. That we thought were good there were particular cases where we're like oh i can see this warband taking it for this reason but on top of that we're also going like this card is actually worth taking anyway because the amount of gain you can get out of it is far ex- uh, exceeds the the negatives that, that we that we pointed out yep okay so there you go. All right. So we're just going to go through them. We're going to go through objectives, uh, ploys, and then upgrades in that order. Give out a few card awards. Call it a day. So um, a few of them that we thought were kind of interesting. Um, the first one that we wanted to talk about was Magical Mark. Uh, Magical Mark is an end phase scoring one glory. It says score this in an end phase if a friendly wizard is holding an objective. So... Obviously, if you are playing a warband that has wizards in it,
1: Usually especially more than ones one wizard. that
0: you might want to have more than one, right? Um, so, so Crimson Court has two. Um, yeah, obviously Curse Breakers. And then, of course, any ones where, like, the wizard is kind of not supposed to be a big part of the action. So maybe Miari's. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps you might want to do this with um, with the lizard. No, no, you can't do it with the wizard. Nobody's a wizard in that one. Um, anyway, the other ones I said, yeah, so I mean, it depends on what you're what you're playing it's not it's not you're not gonna be able to use it in every single deck, but those of you who are using you know who are using objective play and also have wizards, you might want to think about this. yeah, this, this
1: could be just a extra bonus card you're able to score most games in a deck that has a wizard mainly more than one, and then also cares about standing on objectives you could potentially score your whole hand like in the end phase with this just because it's easy but it is only one um so you gotta make sure your total your overall glory is pretty high in your deck in order to take this right not a huge one in the end
0: phase all right so why don't you do the next one hunt advances
1: the hunt advances says it's a this is an objective uh for two glory it's a duel says score this in the end phase if there are three or more friendly fighters in enemy territory and each friendly fighter in enemy territory is a hunter so this one we said we liked in warbands with <laughs> this is going hot take here warbands with a lot of hunters right so whoa yeah <laughs> whoa so surprising one that we were so one warband that does have a lot of hunters is rippas however they only have 3 models total so we didn't think that right. that one was very good for this one but we did like it for grimwatch uh wild hunt and despoilers maybe vampires so if you're playing like right. an aggro style grimwatch deck they have a pretty high amount of hunters and you can get in their territory pretty easily if you feel like it
0: yeah the vampires have four i think they're all hunters but they're all pretty tanky so um that's not too bad and of course wild hunt you're probably just gonna go and do some punching up right away and everybody's a a hunter in that one except for the kitty Mm -hmm. so um so that's uh that's pretty good um
1: yeah for two yeah so we like that
0: cool um should we move on to the next one turn tables okay so turned tables uh this is a surge score immediately after a friendly quarry's attack action that takes an enemy fighter out of action so the reason why we like this it's 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 worth one we like this in the case right in the case that you have some really good quarry options So if you are playing, I don't know, survival instincts ahead of the hunt, formidable defense, something like that. Or if you have natural quarries in your, in your, in your war band, like maybe you have a uh, slake slash the Titan of Kitan um, in your war band, you're playing dread Pageant. you know, and he goes in there and he beats things up. So, um, so it might be good in that particular deck. Or if you, again, if you have like objective, uh, not objective, uh, upgrades, that'll make things a quarry.
1: Right. So we're, this does have the stipulation of being a quarry and you have to kill something, but we're thinking because it's a surge uh, it's worth looking at. And if you're already steering into the quarry, make yourself a quarry and then get benefits from that. Right. This card really helps out and it, and it sort of fleshes out that strategy, you know, the um, upgrading one of your fighters into a quarry and getting bonuses from by doing that.
0: Yeah, plus killing things does happen in this game occasionally, so that's not really mm. a, a big stipulation. Um, Alright, next. Uh, let's go to Unafraid. I kind of like this one, Unafraid. I think that there are certain yep. cases where it's actually a really good card. Um, and it's it's got the hot Thing on uh DB, so people are apparently using it um this is a i believe it's two right yep, yeah it's yep. two it says uh score this in an end phase if each surviving friendly fighter is within two hexes of one or more enemy fighters okay so it takes a quite a bit of setting up but i have played this and scored it quite a bit i think it's particularly good if you're playing a small model count warband Especially ones that have really good mobility, um, but um, so I think Rippas is great with this. Um, especially the way that you would probably set up with Rippas anyway. Um, you know, Kagras, not bad. I wish they were a little bit faster if that was a thing. But there's only four of them, and you're definitely going to be rushing in. Crushes same thing. There's only they only move three, but you're definitely going to be rushing in, and yeah, crushes, there's only definitely. three of them. Yeah, and also don't forget crushes also has the uh you know the the the, the push with the walk, thing 100%. that the that the leader does yeah exactly so I I think that um McGorse there are ways Fiends especially would use this. Fiends, maybe yeah you'd uh, you'd want to have a little bit of push tech in there too but you're gonna want to have that anyway everybody likes a little push tech mm-hmm. um so I think it's I think it's pretty good especially if you're good with positioning
1: right you got to be kind of careful to... with this one, though, because I was playing this in my Rippa's deck in a game we recently played, and I couldn't score it because I killed everyone.
0: Oh, well, so I mean, but you were you gotta, killing everyone. Gotta... So, I mean, that's good, too, right?
1: No, it's not as good as scoring two glory with a card. You know, I kind of like doing that. You no, know,
0: just killing all, the, all my little Whenever you score now, your two glory I mean...
1: objectives, you always feel like a big smarty pants. Uh, well,
0: that You're might like, be true. like, I did a but, good you know. play. Well, you won anyway, my man. <laughs> so it was working out. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm not I'm not bitter at all. Um, next one that we thought was decent to good in this. Um, with, and this one is kind of kind of bubbly. I think this one's a little bubbly. It's On the bubble. It's a bubble card. Uh, it's unassailable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So unassailable. Uh, score this in an end phase if your leader is the only surviving leader or you have the primacy token so it's kind of like a bit of a win more card if you have the primacy token um and or it's, you've killed their leader you know, which is not always yeah not, not so always that's a little, little matchup dependent yeah it's a little matchup dependent and that's the reason why i think it's more of a bubble card i think it really depends on what your meta is, is kind of thrown at you um it's only one glory in the end phase so it's not like a huge payout um if you're going but, heavy um, on the primacy
1: token yeah.
0: I mean, I think I think Malog obviously takes this. Yeah, no joke.
1: If you're going heavily into the primacy token, like you you have um, other the other objectives that care about the primacy token, this is just yeah one
0: you yeah. Can this support. might be another thing to throw in there, but and, there might be yeah. better stuff out and there. And I like
1: how it's it's an it's a hybrid ore, yeah. and the two yeah. things are almost completely different. Like it's it's very. Oh, yeah. like open-ended how you can not open-ended it's it's i feel like it's kind of even though both of those things seem kind of difficult the fact that it's or
0: it's an or so it's actually you have two possibilities yeah so it it's actually like reduces having, the stipulate yeah, cards in one but only for one glory right that's what i'm saying it's kind of like a bubble card i think maybe you throw it in there if you're if you're playing primacy or if you have a leader that's like a butt kicker like Brothcorn, or maybe what is it the, Bo- the bone reaper guys the aussie that came out Molog mm-hmm. definitely yeah um you know crushes you know those guys headcrackers probably um you're gonna i, I haven't played with headcrackers yet i gotta do that mm-hmm. but um i'd imagine so because there's still looks like they're really leaning heavily into the into primacy, the primacy stuff. token yeah yeah maybe maybe take it with them all right and then of course my favorite fu to uh, anybody playing primacy is underdog and I think that this is the perfect card to take if you are playing anything like Lizardman or you're playing anything that like you know uh, six you know, Skaven enough, maybe. Yeah. yeah, Thorns. I don't know if anybody plays Thorns anymore, but like anything where there's a you know maybe with the with the the Bone Reapers, just because there's a lot of little two guys yeah, running around. Anything where you have two like two guys. HP guys, yeah. You want to take underdog. So I think underdog uh, says it's a two glory card. It's an end phase uh, hybrid. Score this in any end phase if your opponent has the primacy token or each opponent has scored three or more objective cards than you. So so the the reason why I usually score it is because my opponent has the primacy token. Right, right. And yes, you can score things off of the primacy, but let's just go primacy versus underdog just, just head to head. If you get the primacy yes you scored but it's 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 a face down so you can't even use it for anything whereas underdog is two face up mm-hmm. so you can you can you know exchange them for two upgrades um so if you're just going head to head underdog is going to be better every time and even if your opponent's only scoring like one thing off of get, having the primacy like maybe uh, maybe uh, unassailable, right? Um, then they still get one, one, one face up, one face down, and you just get two face up. So, I think underdog is a nice little like primacy canceller. Um, so if you anticipate losing the primacy token quite a bit, um, maybe you throw an underdog.
1: Definitely, and it's not even like hard. If you if you have characters with two health in your warband, it's the, your opponent doesn't really have to do much to one shot yeah one of those so that it's not even yeah they they don't even have to be going like aggressive to for this card to be good they just might get it you know
0: absolutely Um, i don't know how how
1: often do you think the the second part the or the each opponent has scored three or more objective cards than you is you think that's
0: i mean i don't know it also depends i think a little bit on like who goes first right because if your opponent uh went Mm. first in the round they might be, have scored like a score surge the and then say, okay, ones, I score yeah. this and I score this. And you're like, well, you have three. I have underdog. I can get it for that. Right? So well, and you can, it, Yeah, it, and it you depends, can put this one down first uh, you know?
1: and then, right. like, and, let's say, let's say you scored your whole hand, right? Right. Yeah. You scored right. your whole hand, but your opponent got a surge and then like two in the end phase. Then right. you play underdog first and then yes. you play your other two.
0: And you play your other ones. Yeah. Yeah and then uh so you just have to kind of keep an eye on that but that's like another way to score that. So um and even if you have the primacy maybe you have the primacy and then and then you do that. Um it's and but that's going to be a little bit niche. That depends on like who your matchup is and like what happens. I and mean, again, we don't we don't really want to deal with that. I think this is really just a get out of losing the primacy token free card.
1: Yeah, and I would I would so, just say expect to see this in a lot of if people play a, yeah, a lot, count a lot band, of you, you got Yeah. a lot of people are taking this popular low,
0: low, low wound count warband yeah yes all
1: right what did i say cool
0: low model count oh no,
1: high model count sorry high model count.
0: Warband. high model count there you go all right cool so those are the objectives that we liked and we're moving we're chucking tra- we're right along here Red. Mm-hmm. i like this nice mm-hmm. little little 10 minute segment done let's move on mm-hmm. talk about ploys we're already up to my ploys. favorite um yeah not a whole heck of a lot of ploy material here i thought um kinda. Well we not did get we
1: we do have one really good one.
0: One really good one, yeah, Let's is uh that. Beast Trail. Beast Trail. Beast Trail. Um little little bit of like Hidden Paths. Uh oh, really? the only yeah. there now okay, now now Hidden Paths, for those of you who just got into this game maybe during the pandemic or something like that. Hidden Paths is a classic Shade Spire season one card that was in literally everybody's deck. And right. You made your card was nineteen cards. Your 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 deck was nineteen your, cards your was because 19 it had it, with, in it, and yeah. then you got to choose exactly. the other
1: nineteen that you put in your deck.
0: And this was pre pre Barla pre Woo Bar, the Warhammer Underworld's Band Restricted, mm-hmm. which they eventually turned into the Fart, the Forsaken and Restricted Tech. Um so but before that, everybody had hidden paths. You just had it. In fact, you were like, Oh, you're setting that guy up on the edge hex because he's gonna go over here. And like I, you know, like we knew exactly what you were doing. Yeah, that, that's right at first. That's mm-hmm. what, what hidden paths on. Anyway, but so so beast trail is almost the same thing, just there's a little bit more of a stipulation. Uh Beast Trail is a ploy. It says choose one friendly hunter or quarry with no move or charge tokens that's on an edge hex. Um very similar to what Hidden Path was, except for the Hunter Quarry stipulation. Uh, place that fighter in in another edge hex, then give that fighter one move token. So you can still attack. Mm-hmm. Right? And and you did this to me yesterday when we were playing, you were playing Rip as I was playing Lizard Gun, and you made this just fabulous um move where you you moved a guy over to be... One of them, you moved over to be a supporting fighter, and then the other guy came in and made the attack, and it just basically potatoed my entire game. Um, so, really nicely done, Randall. Well, um,
1: yeah, it's, it, because it's so similar to Hidden Pass, I was able to set that up pretty easily. Um, and Hidden God. Pass is is just a really, really significant card now that it's in the game because that changes a lot how you build your deck, how you deploy and what boards you pick when you're um... think about
0: Go think ahead. about Hrothgorn with this.
1: Oh yeah, he can just, just teleport the beginning across. of the game. The you drop yeah. it up.
0: All of a sudden you're in your other guy's back line. Right, you can set him up dudes, in a you can set right? him up
1: in a hex on one of the right. edges. And then right. you can just and this teleport in him, the yeah.
0: power phase, right? This happens in power the power phase, phase yeah. so all of a sudden he's just there.
1: Right, he just shows and up. And he's
0: able and he's still able to attack.
1: And he can shoot, right? yeah, or yeah, or you can push him with something, you can distraction somebody right? next to him. You can
0: you can just stab a guy, inspire your entire warband and then start shooting things from there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it I can see so many ways to do this. Uh you know, you slap a, a like a anything that makes a quarry on Molog, and he's just a terror. You know? Um I just see I see this I I think it's gonna be restricted pretty quickly. I, I can imagine. Because, I mean, Hidden Paths yeah. was restricted immediately, right? Was it banned? Might have been even No, banned. no, not banned. I don't really banned. remember. It wasn't banned? It's definitely restricted. That rotated yeah. out eventually. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's just far too good. And you're um, gonna have this, to
1: and when hidden paths was prevalent in the game, that changed how everybody deployed their their model. You know, yeah. you had to expect it was coming when Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was always coming. <laughs> the the the, yeah. hidden, the hidden paths oh. is gonna the, the your opponent's gonna use it eventually, and you have to make sure that you're not like, um, you know, you can be away from the edges with with low health, you know. And you have Lord. to think about All where right. they're th- where they are deployed. If you see somebody on an edge, x, they could teleport it, you know, in any power phase. And there's yeah, so like, many things you oh. can do with it. Like le- like Max said, for example, I use. I was playing Rippas and I gave the, and this is all in one um, power phase. I gave one of the one of the, uh, Stab It, like, the upgrade that makes them count as two, and then I played the ploy that makes the next attack get more damage and dice for per supporting. And then I'd made another attack. Uh, so yeah, you can I'm use it next. to set up, like, a support for somebody else, or you can use it to block them in, like, you can make them trapped and. Make it so they have to like roll a crit to to get out of it. It's it's there's so many good uses for it. Yep. high skill cap. Card. And
0: basically, yeah, basically if you have if you have any hunters or if you have anything that or or any quarries or if, or if you have anything that makes them hunters and quarries because there's plenty of that in the mm-hmm. game now. Um, this card is one of the best mobility cards I think that that are out there in the game right now. Right. All right. That's a good one. Um, Let's go to Energy Drain, which is not a super great card by itself. But if you're playing Crimson Court, you might want to use this one. I was using it. Um, Energy Drain is a ploy. It says uh, choose one fighter in the same hex as an objective. Uh, Give one move token to that fighter and one hunger counter to each fighter within two hexes of that fighter. So, um, Energy Drain was a card I was playing when I was playing with the vampires. I'm sure we'll talk about it when we do the vampires uh, down the road. Um, But um, they're the ones that actually... One way that you can play the vampires is by just trying to put a ton of hunger counters on them and have them bloodthirst and then just play them that way. Um, Not worrying about, um, you know... uh, inspiring them, but Energy Drain was like a really important card for that because um, there were ways to make sure that they all got... Um, that, that you really distributed a lot of hunger counters just by setting them up a particular way and um, and then uh, moving, you know, having a, an objective token in a good spot and then you would be able to just, like, step on it, play this card, and then just everybody is one step closer to the bloodthirsting you want it to do. So, if you're playing Crimson Court, take a look at Energy Drain but, um, but I, I don't know you think for any anybody else it would
1: be
0: nah i can't see it for really anything it. else okay yeah i mean unless you're like teching into hunger for some reason but I, there's no other warband that i've seen and now we've seen every warband in the dire chasm season there's only one that cares about hunger tokens right. I, I mean i just feel like why did they put so much so many of these cards mm-hmm. are talking about hunger counters and it's like we got one warband that gives a crap. I don't understand why they spent the so much time hungers. on that. I mean, you know, like even with, you know, they they did a lot of like magic in, the, you know, in the Night Vault season, but like there were a lot of wizards in that season. Mm-hmm. You know, we had we had the Briar Queen, we had Thedra, we had, uh, you know, uh, what's the name? Voldemort? Voldemort, Voldemort yeah, Vortimus. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know. It was a long time ago. You know, we had yolthari who was kind of, you know, a terror for a little while um, before they... You know, uh, updated. Yeah, uh, for now they're less... giving us
1: like little one, one skill wizards now. Like, come on.
0: Yeah, I know. What are you gonna do with them? Anyway, but the point is, is like, you know, like, but the hunger thing. There's one one warband gives a crap. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know why they why they did so much of that. Hopefully, they do it more in the next season, maybe, because you know that's what they did with like with a uh, hunter and quarry. There was like a good amount of it in the Beastgrave season, but not like a whole heck of a lot. But then in the in the dire chasm season, we really cared yeah, about a, a lot of Hunter Quarry in. stuff going on. Yeah, they really it took, but it took them an entire season to like catch up to that. So as it stands right now, there's Crimson Court gives a crap, nobody else does. Um anyway, energy drain, you're playing vampires, probably gonna want to throw that in. Um next one, thane strength, thane weakness. Let's talk about these two. Um these are not super great, but I think that with the headcrackers, you might want to use them. Um so feign strength is gain the primacy token. And if you have the primacy token at the end of the action phase, discard the primacy token. Uh, this effect persists until the end of the round. Um, so that means that you can get the primacy token, but you can't score it because you're going to throw it away before you would score it. But the thing is that with headcrackers, that will let you inspire one of your guys. Because anytime you pick up the primacy token... Um, it also is. It also is good for you. Can inspire if you if you pick up the primacy token with them, um, as long as headcrackers on the on the table. Yeah, it's basically. Um,
1: yeah, inspiring. Just play yeah. a, play a card it's to like inspire a, one of your guys. Yeah.
0: Which is fine because we would do that with uh, what do you call it? We would do that with Fierce inspiration. Mm-hmm. We would do it with regal. The drawback Vision. of that is,
1: um, if you have something that cares about having the primacy f- token in the end phase, then you don't get it. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing is that it's good for... It's it's a good, like, keep-away device. So if your opponent's true, trying to yeah, do that, true, you can true. also just, like, yoink it at the end of the round and just be like, yoink.
1: Mm.
0: Now you can't have it. Um, but then we also have Feign Weakness, which is play this only if you have the Primacy Token, so you have to have it already. Give the Primacy Token to opon- to an opponent, then gain one spent glory point. So, of course... If you have like an attack lined up where you're going to get the primacy token. You can say like, here, have the primacy token. You gain a spent glory point and then you go kill him. And now you get the primacy token back. Yeah.
1: And you. this so is it's kind of the way for you, you hold theor- this grenade for me. Yeah. You could theoretically get inspire two of your guys and head crack his mob by. Right. By getting this. So, so I think
0: it's particular. I, I don't know if you play this. I think you might play it with headcracker, but yeah, I don't you know if to you have a play reason, these guys reason to do so. You have to have a reason to do it. Exactly. All right. So anyway, those we, two, we just thought uh, those ones yeah. were interesting. We just together. thought they were interesting. I don't know if we think that they're like amazing. Yeah. Um that's it for ploys, man. I don't think anything else in there was was was, was like really all that great besides that. Yeah, a lot of these um hunger things so, and Yeah, it's yeah.
1: Let's move on yeah. to the upgrades. Yeah, We've got a couple on. good ones Let's go. here.
0: Exactly. All right. Yeah, there's a few good upgrades in here. All right. You want to do Charlike like Claws?
1: char Claws. I don't know Char-rike? if I'm pronouncing that right. Ch- char char Char-rike? But anyways. Char-like Claws is an I upgrade am. says, This fighter is a quarry. If this fighter is a quarry, this fighter's range 1 and 2 attack actions have cleave. If this fighter is a hunter, this fighter's attack actions have cleave. Okay. So that's so, just yeah. So if it, you you put slap it on there, you're you're already a quarry, and you have your range one and two actions are cleave. If you put it on a guy who's a hunter, he becomes a hunter and a quarry, and everything he does has cleave.
0: Right, even if he has a range three or four, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All right, pretty cool. I mean, cleave's good.
1: Yeah, Cause, yeah. Becoming a quarry is increasingly more relevant, and cleave is just amazing. And they feel. I feel like they've been giving a lot more shields out to warbands recently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even some of the little guys, like all of the lizard men. Right, the lizard men have
1: sh- that. That that, that yeah, threw me off when we played that game before. It's like, oh, this yeah, little let me skink make sure that has a shield on defense. On. I get maybe he has a shield.
0: Uh, yeah. Like like Doctor Anthony Hauchi. Yeah, yeah. Um, has a has a has a shield, and uh, Zepic has a shield. Uh, Clactrox. So three of them have shields. Mm-hmm. Is that the same as we go through? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. Um Yeah, they do. And um I think that all the new I think the uh the Ossiarchs too, right? Is that how you say it arcs? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. The and then yeah, all, every single one of them has shields.
0: Yeah, they're all shields. Yeah. Yeah, all of them, even the big even the big fella.
1: Yeah, and all the Crimson Court except for except for uh,
0: except for a- Anus the Bat, Anus yeah, the
1: Batboy, Bat yeah.
0: <laughs> we're gonna have to do. You know, we're gonna have all to the do. Congress we're going when shields. we finally there's get around to the shield. undies. All the
1: you know, all the um.
0: Yeah, have, there's have a, lot shields, of, a lot of like a lot of the exactly.
1: good boar bands in the meta right now. are...
0: listen, when, when we get around to the to the undies for season four, because we are planning on doing the undies again before season five drops. Um, I think we have to have a category for for best nickname for for a fighter, and Anus the Bat Boy Anus. will probably win. Yep. But, banana grams, right? Yeah. Bananagrams, right? Doctor Anthony. Vote when Fa- Dr. Anthony when we delete
1: the old vote and make a new one right. later. So anyway, let's I move know, on.
0: i do. Okay, let's move on. Um, next one. Oh, and by the way, uh, Char Charik clause does have the little hot hot card icon so people are definitely using it another one that also has a little hot card icon is dominant defender and uh and this is a card so this has a lot of stuff on it and i know we said like yeah but a lot but look here's the thing if this fighter is holding an objective fighters on guard so yeah so there you go that's already good Mm -hmm. if this fighter's defense role includes no successes you just guard the primacy token okay so that means you're definitely not going to put this on anything that only has like one dice for defense. You're definitely gonna try to put it on something that has like at least two. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably two um two dodges, because if you have two dodges, then being on guard, you get like kind of the most bang for your buck in that right, case. Right. It really increases the accuracy. But but reaction, reaction, Randall. After an attack action in which this fighter's defense role included a crit. You gain the primacy token. So anytime somebody attacks you, whether you're standing on an objective or not, it doesn't matter. Anytime somebody attacks you, they have to in the back of their mind going like, "He can crit out and get this primacy token." That's a double right. whammy for like and for you're a on guard too.
1: Card. So it's just right. like
0: and a... you're on guard, right? So it really makes it tough. And I think this is a pretty strong card. I well, think, it is um, kind of
1: you know, luring them to do it too, right? Like let's say you have the primacy token and they want to attack this guy and try to get it from you. Oh, yeah. And there's the... Yeah.
0: Cause maybe you'll, maybe you'll get nothing, but, but, yeah. but if it's you're a, on it's a guard, really you a card. lot of successes that are available to you. Yeah. So I just think, I I do think that it, as long as, I think that as long as your uh character has um at least two defense roll uh dice in the roll. Um, it's pretty good on them. Yeah, know, and like, it has this I like was, negative drawback, this, this, but it's this, really not
1: item. that bad. Not really. Because if, if you don't already have the Primacy token, it's basically not a drawback at all. And if you do have the Primacy token, then you just discard it. You don't give it to the opponent right away. Right, just, right. Yeah, yeah, It just true. goes back to the, the the game box or whatever.
0: Pretty good. All right, so that's a good one. People have been using it. Um, another one we wanted to point out, um, which I don't think is an amazing card, but Feral Symbiote. Um, now, this one is just... Here's the thing.
1: Just read it first.
0: Plus, it's It's plus one damage. Plus one damage to this fighter's range one attack action. So if you have fighters that have range one attack actions, and that's all they have, plus one damage to that. Always good. Now, of course, great strength is better. Um, There's plenty of other stuff that that gives you plus one damage. You know, Sting of the Urgrub would do this exact same thing without the stipulation. So this is like the fifth option, Mm -hmm. but it's there. Um, Anyway, so there's a couple things, though. Plus one damage to this fighter's range one attack actions. After this fighter's activation, give this fighter a hunger counter. Then, if this fighter has three or more hunger counters, deal one damage to that fighter. Okay, so that that last part kind of stinks right? Yeah, but I don't see Um, you making, you
1: know... Are you going to make three three activations?
0: Right. First of all, the chances of you drawing this at the beginning of the game are what, 25% or something Mm -hmm. like that? You know, so so maybe you don't even see this thing until later in the game, and it doesn't matter that that deal one damage. You're just going to do a charge and, you know, hit that guy. So, obviously, look, great strength is better. It has less stipulations. Obviously, you're going to do that. Um... If if you want hunger counters for some reason, maybe you're playing Crimson Court, maybe you take this one instead. I don't know, um, but you know,
1: it's interesting that it's there a, are it, a lot of it's plus one damage, yeah, which is like a big deal. A fourth or fifth plus one damage in the game. There's great strength and yeah. sting, and then this one, you know, and right. Couple, couple this others. is
0: option probably D.
1: You can really go it's insane there. on make giving damage upgrades. Pretty cool.
0: All right, so um, I'll yeah, do the I next one. We got the yeah, go
1: Geomancer's it. Gauntlet. Ooh, this is the, Geomancer. the Geomancer's Gauntlet. Is
0: a Geomancer is one who uh, moves around the Earth. Yes,
1: it's a yeah, like a wizard that manipulates the Earth <laughs> elements.
0: Yeah. All right, stuff like well that. he had a gauntlet. Yeah, I gotcha.
1: Right, and then you have your Thanos gauntlet that says yeah. action. Flip each feature Nap. token within one hex.
0: Yeah, each feature token that means that you might be you can get double, you know, if you if you are sitting in a red spot, or maybe you have one of those uh cards that moves something around, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much have to do that. Yeah, Was okay. a restless prize, and there's another one now that you can move at one if it's in your own territory or something. Um, so it is possible to actually get double bang for your buck on this, maybe. Uh, you know, a, a good mischievous spirits before this. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're playing like Feed the Beast Grave or something,
1: Feed the Beast Grave
0: yeah i think so there, there are some the beast grave decks out there i know um they do them with um uh I, i've seen them with frothgorn so mm-hmm, far mm-hmm. um but i because you know they have uh frozen earth and stuff um uh but i i, I can see it in a few I, I think it works with the lizard men too if that's something you're trying to do i mean it's a little tough with lizard men because you also want to stand on them you know get inspired and maybe start destroying them
1: yeah pretty specific um, card but we like yeah, it for... it's
0: specific. But if you're if you're playing that, like, take a look it's at pretty cool. card. I don't think you just throw it in anything. I don't think you throw it in the in the hopes that you'll screw up an opponent who's doing, you know, um, who's who's doing you know, right, right, uh, right. You uh, have to. Have... I don't right. Like, I think that if it kind of like follows, like you're trying to do feed the beast grave, then you take this mm-hmm. maybe, maybe if you don't have other stuff that's better than it. But this, but that's pretty good. I mean, if if that's what you're trying to do, spending an action flipping one token or if you can finagle it two or pre- even three if you're real yeah, good mischievous could, spirit will, and yeah like i think a the, the prize you might even move to three and the one. better
1: use of it would be you know doing it in one area and then moving to a different part of the map and and doing it again doing it again it's just an action yeah. and you don't have to discard it or anything
0: and you don't have to be standing on it yeah so slick rock won't screw you up you just have to be right
1: right it. right you have to be just within yep. one yeah
0: Not bad.
1: Anyway, let's let's talk about an actual good card.
0: Okay. Last one, too. We're already done. Go for it.
1: Uh, This card is called Scavenged Armor, and it says Mm. you cannot give this upgrade to a fighter in your territory. When you give this Mm. upgrade to a fighter, give that fighter one guard token, and then you get plus one wound. Oh. So
0: Oh, the plus, the plus 1 moon thing is really great. Cuz yeah. obviously you want to do that. But to then also have a guard token for a little while. Yeah. It, it it allows you to make a pretty ch- like cavalier charge at the beginning of a round.
1: Mhm. Yeah, right. That, yeah, that's what that I love doing that is, you know, you make a charge and then you throw great fortitude on the guy or survival instincts or something on him afterwards.
0: Well, now you get both.
1: Yeah. Um so yeah, this is a really good one. But, yeah, the the drawback injury. is you can't be in your own territory. So yeah, it's okay. not like a, just a card you would take in, in place of great fortitude. You have to have a, no. a, a warband that wants to be in the enemy territory.
0: Right. So this kind of skirts our earlier thing because it has a stipulation, but it also has two things you get out of it rather right. than just one. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, and the so stipulation
0: this is not a terrible one.
1: Yeah, I would expect to see this card in every aggro warband from from now until it rotates.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. And anybody who's being super aggro and yeah, you're playing in your opponent's territory, uh, absolutely. Um, oh, and, and then it's one got interesting the little, thing. Little hot icon.
1: Yeah, one interesting thing is, um, I, I guess I, I don't know where I came up with this, but I tried to thought about putting it on in the end phase and having the guard token transfer to the next round, but it doesn't work like that. You, oh yeah, no, definitely. yeah.
0: Yeah, don't so, yeah, don't this is not something you want to put on at that time.
1: Right. It's definitely good to use it like early on in the round and during the power phase, not the end phase.
0: Yeah, I I honestly I think the best time to put it on is just go in there for like a just just a just a YOLO charge mm-hmm. and then just go in there and no matter what happens, this gives you you know, the, the, the defense to kind of survive to the next round. Yep. yep. Yeah. And
1: getting the guard. Yeah. You put it on like lady hair yeah, exactly. or something like that. And then now she's oh got oh. another wound and two d- dodges on guard.
0: Yeah. That's good stuff. And then she starts shuffling around. Right. Because you start attacking all the other guys.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I like this. All right. A lot.
0: Um, yeah. All right. So th- those are all the ones that we thought were kind of worth talking about. Um, so we got to do card awards and then we're out of here. Um, unintentionally sexual card name. We always do this one. Um, we, we've nominated rested dominance, uh, rod of the Archmage. rod of the
1: archmage. Then, that's my, that's my vote.
0: And then is it? Yeah. And then uh, there's colossal blow
1: that's too easy that's um, low hanging for...
0: a little too easy and rested dominance is like kind of it's only if you're into bdsm mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and like and like you know s- you know switching you know roles and stuff i think right, rod well, we're going the Archmage, with the rod i think we're going with the rod yeah we've yeah. chosen that's that Archmage our, choice. our choice respect our choice Respect our um the tome of offerings award this is the card you would buy the expansion for um, like, like, even if you're not planning on playing Ravage, besides, besides my buddy Matt Collins, I, I don't know who's going to be playing these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, but we still have to buy the expansion. So right, why are course. we buying this expansion again? Um, so the nominees here are, uh, Beast Trail, uh, Scavenged Armor and Underdog. What do you think, Randall? What do you want to give it to?
1: Beast Trail. I
0: think Beast Trail. I think, sca- I, the thing is that I, I don't think Scavenged Armor is going to get restricted or underdog yeah. i can see beast trail getting restricted that's why you just gotta buy it right like... now
1: and play yeah exactly as, much as possible bye, was bye, bye 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 bye
0: there's just so much like so many like hidden paths flashbacks um so yeah all right even if it's restricted um,
1: like it's still gonna be really good
0: i think people are still gonna use it
1: yeah
0: it's just it's very strong um i, I think if you, you gotta play that with Rothcorn. i'm serious rothgorn coming in he's just like hey guys how's <laughs> it going that's so
1: ridiculous ah. yeah
0: right exactly and like he doesn't need to be sitting next to anything to like do damage like he's got a three range he mm-hmm. just like shoots at stuff. um or you can right, give anyway. it to uh
1: oh i have to i have to look this up you might can you give it to um claptrap or whatever
0: what clack rock no Clap-truck? no the guy
1: who drops the the guy who drops Track-rock? the trap oh Bushwhacker.
0: Uh no. So bushwhacker, you, a... you have to make Macquarie or a Hunter first. He's not a. I don't oh he yeah, he's a knobbler, yeah, he's
1: just a nobbler. Yeah,
0: he's nobbler. All right, but we're, so but we're still giving it to Beast Trail, right? Because that's like, there's a lot of there's a lot of use here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Next one. And uh, I think Paradox that that's a card that you're gonna would, have oh, to plan around yeah.
1: playing against from yeah. now until it rotates. Yeah, probably. Even if you're not playing right. a warband that has any Hunters or Quarry.
0: All right, so let's do uh, let's do the paradox armor award. The paradox armor award is just given to the absolute shittiest card in this pack. Like, what the what are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we even doing here? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Who wrote you? I want I I, I want to know. And it goes to a strongly worded email. Um, what was it? It was uh goes to starvation. Ooh, starvation, yeah. So starvation. Listen to this. Starvation is a one. It's a surge. One glory. Um, score this immediately after an activation. If there are one or more enemy fighters who have three or more hunger counters. And there's no way in the game to give hunger counters to any, to your opponents, guys, right? Well, I don't except think I've for seen that essence yet. surge card that you... No, no, that goes to your own guys. No,
1: it goes to everybody. Does it really? Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Energy drain. Energy drain. A... Oh, it is each fighter within two yeah, hexes. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's the yeah. only way I found that you could do. That. Yeah, or or if you're just playing Crimson Court against yeah. them, which is like going to happen what every single time. So if you play vampires every single time against them, like like, like your opponent, like everybody in your meta just loves vampires, pretty, and it's just ridiculous. like 700 mirror matches no, no, and no. you. <laughs> then maybe you can and then you're playing like i don't know something else uh then maybe you take this card sure in literally any other case yeah you take this card and you just make use it you stick it in your bike spokes and just make funny noises with it
1: it is absolutely
0: useless do you need kindling because this would probably be good for that um coaster terrible terrible ass card um
1: you can all use right use it as a coaster and,
0: Probably, mm-hmm. yeah, um, all right, so last one, aggressive defense award, so this is the most confusing, and this time around, we decided to split into two, um, one is most confusing, like why would you play this, mm-hmm. and then the second one is uh is you know the most confusing, like it's word salad, and it's like really hard to understand what it does, so we actually have split it into two, and so it's a tie, um. The 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 first of the tie is arcane cleansing. Arcane cleansing is like, why would you play this? Um, let's see. Arcane cleansing says, uh, surge, score this immediately when a friendly fighter's spell removes two counters from any fighters.
1: Right. So the the thing the issue here is we we had trouble f- figuring out what cards actually yeah. scored this, and there, we could only find one. Right
0: uh well and it you was, know like healing potion
1: it was like a he. well it has to be a spell
0: oh it has to be a spell
1: yeah
0: Ugh, i don't even what, what like like are there spells yeah there was one
1: spell it? that there was only one spell that we could find that that what oh, it would actually too, right?
0: work right okay so it's like but the, yeah it just no says it, but it says removes
1: two counters a spell that removes two counters so i was thinking it could be like maybe hunger counters or something like that or charge counters but
0: we couldn't couldn't find anything yeah
1: that does a spell that did two
0: right so maybe this is like one of those things and this is part of the confusing part where it's like it's kind of like master of many paths like why would you play that card and it's like oh vampires came out oh you put it in that deck i see but so maybe it's but that but it took an entire season to get there so um, and also the same thing with the hunter stuff. Like, So maybe there will be more spell stuff coming up. Maybe there will be more removal of counter stuff. I don't know. But there does not seem to be too much going on right now.
1: Yeah, it was um, called the, Invincible Aspect. Forward? Invincible yeah. Aspect is a two-channel two gambit spell. It says, if cast, oh. choose one friendly fighter within two hexes of the cast or heal two the chosen fighter and gain the primacy token.
0: Gotcha. Um, There there is another use for this. Actually, I just found it because I forgot because when I was playing the vampires, I never inspired them. Um, Right. No, but it's only one. So they have the fiendish, sorry, uh, Gorath has vile transference, which is on his inspired side, which is a spell action. It is one channel. If cast, choose one friendly fighter within four hexes of one enemy fighter within four hexes. Oh, and one enemy fighter. Remove one hunger or wound counter from one of the chosen fighters and give it to the other. But that's only one. Yeah. Right? So I don't really know if there's anything else. It just, it seems like there's, maybe we're missing it. You know, if we're missing it, just like throw something in the comments or just hit us up on Facebook and tell us what we're missing. But it just sounds like, like, what would you use this for? Yeah. Um, so there's that one and then the last thing we want to talk about is uh, Terror Shield and this is the word salad one and this also has just like a lot of stuff going on a lot of stipulations, a lot of dice rolls it's pretty terrible um, alright, so Terror Shield is an upgrade uh, it says this fighter's a quarry all right, so it's a way to become a quarry if that's something you want to do reaction after this enemy fighter's move action made during that fighter's activation, if that fighter is adjacent to this fighter and this fighter is a quarry, roll one magic dice. I already don't know what this does. Hmm. On a roll of a channel, so it's a 50-50, um, this fighter gets plus one defense into the end to the end of the of that enemy fighter's activation. Okay. So this is what it does. So, yeah, right? if you get
1: attacked by somebody who charges somebody you and you, right? is adjacent to you. You get to roll a right. magic and dice.
0: By the way, it says a move action, not a charge action. A well, move
1: action made during that fighter's action. Yeah, so so why
0: be. would you want extra defense if they're not attacking you?
1: No, it has to be. That, that has to be a charge.
0: Well, I mean, they would use it. Yeah, right. Why would you use it unless yeah. they were doing like a super action that has a move inside of it? All right. Anyway, after an enemy mode, so so you're waiting for the move action, and then of course the 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 charge is coming, right? The 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 attack is going to come up. Then, if that fighter is adjacent, so it has to also be, you have to be within one, so it has to be range one to this fighter, and this fighter is a quarry, which it is because it says so at the top. Mm-hmm. Roll one magic dice now. So there's that, right? So that was already kind of confusing. Plus that now, now you have to roll the dice, so it's only a 50-50 chance to get an extra dice mm-hmm. until the end of the enemy fighter's activation. So that so you get to roll a magic, and then later, and then if you get it, you get to roll an extra defense, which also might come up nothing. Um, anyway, just it's just word salad, and it just seems kind of weird. There's just like very fringe case, and it's a terrible card anyway. Mm-hmm. What a too many, too many things can go wrong on that one. Anyway. Just yeah, I wish no. it
1: didn't have the p- part about being adjacent, but I guess it makes sense.
0: Or if it said, or if it took out like the, you know, if it took out the the magic dice roll, it might be a little bit better, but still not I still not great.
1: Yeah, they I don't think they needed to do that. If it, if it, if they wanted to keep in the fact that it had to be a charge and it they had to be adjacent, they didn't need this whole roll of magic dice thing. It could have just giving you one that's enough restrictions to give you one extra dice, right? maybe
0: i would would say so
1: yeah there has to be adjacent and it has to be part of a charge
0: and then it would be an okay card
1: but still it still wouldn't even be good but you know the fact that they had to throw the magic dice thing in there i don't know i'm not sure why they did that yeah
0: all right so um i guess that's it so that's uh that'll do it for our first supplemental episode which we'll be doing after we do the the main faction um specific stuff um yeah, and we're not doing tournaments. We're not doing biographies. We're not doing guests. We're not doing keys to salvation on this one. Just kind of talking about it, calling it a day.
1: Yeah, right. Let us know what you All think right, about these. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. we're still gonna have guests and everything, and the rundowns for the different war bands. Just we'll probably do these in between uh, guests coming on. Have more stuff out.
0: Sure, sounds good to me. All right, Randall. Hey, man, good to, good to talk to you two weeks in a row. Yeah, that's good stuff. Let's get out of here. We should do that more often. Yeah, no, but let's get out of here. All right. So uh, for Battle for Salvation, this is Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And this has been the supplemental episode.
1: Bye.